0: The 1920s was a time when there was innovation everywhere. One place making huge strides was the film industry, where silent films were giving way to talkies, movies with recorded sound included. It was a time of technical and creative expansion, and one young animator was especially keen to combine these advances into animated shorts. After working for other studios, he set out in the 1920s to form a studio with his fellow animator and friend, to harness the possibilities that came with combining images and sound. All he needed was the main character. He settled on a sketch of a mouse with big, round ears that he named Mickey. That's right, if it hadn't been for the exploratory spirit of the 1920s, Ub Iwerks might never have created Mickey Mouse. Despite winning two Technical Academy Awards in his lifetime, the role Ub performed best was as a supporting actor for Walt Disney. Ub was the ideal sidekick, working in relative obscurity while his friend became a celebrity. History is full of stories just like this, where the hero we all know owes their success to someone we've never heard of. In this episode of Think Significantly, we're going to examine the importance of having a sidekick and discuss the benefits of being the guy behind the guy. Hello everyone. I'm Pete, and I'm here today with the Robin Hood to my little John Melissa.
1: <laughs> oh, well, hello everyone. All right, Pete. So I'm I'm uh, I'm Robin Hood, huh? I'm I'm not the sidekick.
0: No, you are. You are absolutely not. You are the star, and I am the plucky comic relief.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, I know I'm jumping ahead a bit when I say this, but I am here to make the argument that the sidekick is probably more important than the star, but but I'm really getting ahead oh. of myself.
0: Yeah. That's uh uh that's an interesting argument and one that I think by the end of this episode our listeners will be uh liable to agree with.
1: By the way, as soon as I heard the Robin Hood I could not help but conjure up the lyrics to marry men from from trek <laughs> in my head about I steal from the rich and give to the needy. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I take a wee percentage, but I'm not greedy. Yes. All right. Okay. Back to topic. Back to topic.
2: Very good. All right.
1: So um, as usual, I know we like to uh, set the table with the definition. So I consulted the Oxford Dictionary about, yeah, just to see, I wanted to see like what the sort of like standard bearer accepted definition was for this term.
0: Yeah. And that's, I mean, it's Oxford, so. Well, yeah, can't, right can't, can't get a more solid definition out of out of uh anywhere that i can think of
1: one right one would hope right exactly right. so this is what it said um it says sidekick a person's assistant or close associate especially one who has less authority than that person which mm. cool right We. that's what yeah. we we'll probably think right but then you know me too and i'm gonna mm-hmm. be like Hmm, but but where did this term come from? Like, you know, what's its entomology? So I had to like <laughs> dig a little deeper and I discovered that the term sidekick was actually used by gamblers testing their luck at cards in the 1600s and sidekick was used to mean an ace in the hole. It was the power card that was held in reserve.
0: Oh, that's fascinating. Yes. So, so at the at the very beginning of this of this phrase, of this, of this, uh, this word, this term, uh, it was meant to imply that there was, uh, a strength, a power being held in reserve.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And, and unfortunately <laughs> it's over the years it has become a uh, kind of the guy that plays second fiddle to somebody else.
1: It, it evolved into this Oxford dictionary definition that we have. Yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah.
0: I think there's definitely a case for, uh, I think we're going to make the case that, that maybe they had it closer to right in the 1600s than the oxford dictionary has now
1: possibly and so you know if we make it our business to bring it back into its glory about how it was first used it's you know i mean we yeah. could be we could be changing the D- oxford dictionary just here with our small podcast
0: that's right that's right that's that's how we're going to make our mark we're <laughs> trendsetters bring back bring back the sidekick
1: that's right exactly mm-hmm. um so What's interesting about your intro, uh, besides I was like, I didn't know that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Besides, I, being, like to br- I like
0: to bring the new stuff, you know,
1: I love it. Yes. Teach me something. I'm curious. Um, it made me think of though, um, how I normally think of sidekicks and that's in vaudeville, right. In comedy. Mm, mm-hmm. And I, and I couldn't help but think about how sidekicks, you know, were used to make up that, that classic double act, like, like think Abbott and Costello, right.
2: Right. Like, you got
1: the straight man, you got the funny man, and uh, I have a I have a little bit of uh, I have a little bit of trivia revolving uh, involving rather these uh, vaudevillian double acts. If you'd like to hear it,
0: oh, oh, I absolutely would love to hear it. I am also curious.
1: <laughs> All right, well, I see you're uh, not Mickey, <laughs> not a not Walt Disney, and I raise you. Yes. So in vaudeville, interestingly enough, effective straight men, right? They're the guys that are just like deadpan.
0: Right, right, right. They're the, they're the reality guys. They're the,
1: yes, they're the ones like sort of throwing the pitch for the other guy to hit out of the park and get the laughs. Right. Right. So straight men were much less common than comedians. It was much harder Mm. to find the guy who could play like the foil to the comedian. And so what's interesting is that they usually not only got first billing, like their name came first Mm-hmm. which is which is why you have
0: mad right yeah. right
1: yeah um but then they also usually received uh, a greater percentage of the take
0: oh wow so the guy that the guy that wasn't delivering the laughs was getting more money
1: correct There were it's like a supply and demand thing there were less of them but it also mm-hmm. by getting a little more you know a little more cheddar It Uh took the sting uh out of not being the laugh getter, and it helped ensure the straight man's loyalty to the team. And and just just so everyone doesn't lose at a quizzo because of our podcast, (laughs) I like to give factual information. um, What is interesting, because I did already bring up Abbott and Costello, is that Abbott unusually allowed Costello a larger paycheck to keep him on the team. So they're unique in that. So if this comes up in any trivia. Now,
0: you know, so, but, but Abbott got top billing.
1: Correct. It just, that's correct. Yeah. He got, yeah. he got, yeah, he did get top billing, but,
0: but, uh, but he let, but he let, uh, Lou get the bigger paycheck.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: That's so interesting. That's such an interesting dynamic
2: right? to have,
0: yep. like, I, I had no idea.
1: So what about you? Uh, what, what sidekicks came to mind when you were doing your research for this podcast?
0: I took more of a, of a, uh focus on real people <laughs> rather than entertainment um oh but, boy but, but, but just just thinking through it as you were speaking uh right now you know immediately immediately being uh, a comic fan like i am batman and would come to mind
1: okay um oh comic like a yeah. comics
0: I yeah yeah not like not comics. not ha-ha comic but got like you comic yeah. book comic yeah mm-hmm. um i'm thinking uh han and chewy is, is another great, uh, pairing
1: from the movies, um, not the comics.
0: From, right. Well, both either one. Oh, right, okay. Whatever.
1: I'm not familiar with the comic um, version. Okay. I don't yeah, know yeah. that much. All right.
0: <laughs> but, but there's also, you know, as I'm sitting here thinking about it, there's also less traditional ones. Like, um, I'm thinking specifically of like Chris Farley and David Spade who did, were very much in the same vein of Abbott and Costello.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, They had that same kind of dynamic and they did multiple movies, right? Different movies, different characters, but they were essentially the same, the same, right? From movie to movie. Same duo. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, So that, that kind of comes to mind. And then of course, how can I forget? Jeez. My, my favorite sidekick of all time, the kid guy with the most heart is Samwise who, who helps Frodo get the, get the ring to Mordor from Lord of the Rings.
1: (laughs) I'm, I'm hold I'm like holding my breath and I'm like, and in a moment he's going to tell me what Froyo has to do with this. (laughs) I see. Yes. Lord of the Rings. I'm back. Okay, good.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: Good. But, but so you're talking about the movie version, but as but when I think of, uh, Samwise and Frodo, of course I'm thinking literature, right? Right.
0: No, I mean, I've, I've read the books too. And they're, yeah, I think (laughs) that, I think that movie captured the relationship as true to the books as it could be.
1: Got it. Sure. Pete's like, I read. No, he just wants to make sure.
0: I'm from Jersey, but I'm not illiterate. I mean, come on.
1: (laughs) I can't make a left without making a right. (laughs) (laughs) They taught me how to read. (laughs) I can't pump gas, but by God. Gosh,
0: that's so true.
1: There you go. Um, (laughs) So speaking of literature, if we can, uh, if we can segue into this, because this is where
0: we're we're familiar
1: No, you're good. No, but uh, (laughs) since you do read, I figured we'd capitalize on this.
0: (laughs) Yes, please, let's. Uh,
1: So, in literature, you know, I'm often, or or, or, I'm not, I'm often, uh, just in preparation for this episode, I was thinking about how when they're thrown together in literature, you know, Mm -hmm. and and I only speak of literature because this is my more familiar stomping grounds.
2: Sure, absolutely.
1: The sidekick, if you notice, like is so crucial. Like he is there to make sure that the job gets done. He's the one
2: mm-hmm.
1: moving the story forward in lots of cases and like achieving the story goal.
0: They're, they're critical to the, to advance in the storyline. One of the things they provide is, is perspective.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: They have a different way that they, that they interact with the hero, which gives the viewers, the readers, the whatever, whatever medium we happen to be in gives them a different perspective on the, the protagonist, the hero, the, if, if you've got somebody who's a, like a strong military type, right. And he's, he's out there and he's being commanding and in charge and well, then you have the sidekick that can pull him to the side and he can express some vulnerability and some doubt and some, and, and humanize him.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So I would, I consider that to be like, gives like some relief, you know what I right. mean? You know? Yeah,
2: absolutely. Right.
1: Otherwise it's like Holmes is in your face, right? Right. He's like this neurotic overbearing sociopath without humanity. And then Watson shows up and you're like, oh wait, Holmes isn't so bad.
0: Right. It gives It gives them depth, but it also, right. It gives you, it gives you that, that alternate take on them that, that softens them in a lot of ways.
1: Sure. So it gives us information that we would not have been privy to otherwise, for mm-hmm. sure. Um, you know, I was going to say sometimes too that Sidekick uh, offers an opportunity for uh, a like a little bit of of attention. Attention. Uh, That's what I'm trying okay. to say. Okay. Right. Uh-huh. So. You know, because you need that sort of to move the story along, to keep it being a page turner. If they just get along and everything's smooth, like you're just like, well, Like, well. I, I know how this ends. I'm American. I know what happens. He gets the thrill, <laughs> you know, like where, where's the yeah. thrill,
0: yeah. right? All those, all those rom-com books, right?
1: Right, exactly. But you have that little bit of tension, you know, mm-hmm. where you're like, oh, um, and I'm trying, I'm struggling to think of an example, but I, I know well, it exists.
0: I can, I, I'm thinking, uh, so uh, as we, as you already said, I'm more of a cinephile than a, than a, than a book worm, but <laughs> I'm thinking.
1: Pete's quickly trying to translate into Latin.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking, I'm thinking Donkey and Shrek, honestly, like I'm remembering watching cartoons with my kids and I'm thinking about how they argued all the time. They. Mm-hmm just everything that was going on, it was it was an argument. It was a funny argument, but it was an argument.
1: Sure, because in the morning, I'm making
2: waffles.
0: Yeah, that's right. that's right, that's right. And then, you know, as I think about it more in literature, and I'm gonna give the book credit here is uh, Harry Potter, when mm-hmm. when Ron abandons him in the last book, you know, storms off and then comes back to save him at the end. That's kind of, you've got some tension there um, between those characters.
1: Sure, absolutely. Which, which keeps it, which keeps it interesting, right? Like, the, right. well, what's going to happen next?
0: Right. And it, and it's important also to note with them that, that they're not just like the reason that these, that this tension works, the reason that, that it makes the reader or the viewer feel something is that these sidekicks aren't just assistants or they're not just, you know, pals fo- following the, the hero around,
2: mm-hmm.
0: right? They, they can alter the course of the story. And and they offer uh, a contrast to what's going on with the with the hero storyline. Mm-hmm. We talked before about them humanizing, right, Watson, kind of humanizing Sherlock and, and allowing for him to to be a little bit softer in the eyes of the viewer. Sure. So they may not be the lead characters, but the stories wouldn't be the same without their influence and their kind of uh direction that they push things in. Sure. And I'm thinking again, thinking movies here, I hope you have a, a better example, I'm sure you do, of, of a sidekick kind of driving a, a storyline. But I'm thinking of Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Okay. Um Cameron being Ferris's sidekick and the whole thing with the car and Cameron's nervous breakdown and he drives a lot of the story, even though he's not the protagonist.
1: Awesome. So I think we can agree that uh, we read because we enjoy the adventure, but what keeps us, uh, what what adds to the adventure, what keeps us turning those pages are all these reasons. And it's because of the sidekick.
0: Yeah. I was just going to say, I think the sidekick helps us feel the stakes a little bit more.
2: Mm.
0: You know, when you've got a story where your hero is this unbelievable character, like literally sometimes an unbelievable character, a Sherlock Holmes type that is the smartest man on earth you need that sidekick to be the normal person that we can almost relate to more than the hero. I
1: was going to say that. Yeah, exactly. The, the everyman.
0: Right. That's exactly right. So critical.
1: So I was going to say that I, I could not come up with at least not on the fly with it, with a better example to illustrate what you were talking mm. about just a second ago, but, um, I, I feel like you had some energy around, uh, Samwise from Lord of the Rings, you got very animated with that. And, uh, I wondered if you wanted to expound upon that just a bit.
0: Yeah. I would use Sam in every example of (laughs) everything that we just said. I think Sam provides that perspective. I think he, you know, boosts up Frodo. Uh, but he also tries to talk him out of doing things. You know, there's the whole tension between, uh, between Sam and Frodo when it comes to Gollum. And uh, ultimately it's amazing. He brings so much to the relationship and the story would, again, the story would not be the same without him as Frodo's companion.
1: So when you say that, um, it brings up something interesting that I've always thought of. So I've been to like writing workshops, I write, I dabble, Mm -hmm. um, and I often sometimes think that people think of the sidekick as like this deluded version of the hero and they're not, that's what we have to get, Make sure we understand the sidekick right. usually can do something. The hero cannot, right. um, to your point, right. Without the help of the sidekick, the hero really is not the hero.
0: Right. Right. There, there's somebody who tried and probably didn't get it.
1: Mm-hmm, probably. Right. Yeah. So, which isn't,
0: which isn't, which isn't a story anybody wants to read. It's just.
1: No, thank you. I read to escape, right? That's right. I I,
0: I tried to do this thing and uh, I didn't. So, (laughs) end of story.
1: Right. Oh, great. Next. Oh,
0: yeah. (laughs) Oh, well.
1: Oh, next time. (laughs) Perhaps if you were to sidekick. Yes. Yeah,
0: that's right. That's right. If only. If only.
1: Yes. So you said that when you were doing your research for this, you really came up with a real, real folks, but we've only talked, I think, about fictional people to, right. <laughs> to this
0: point. Right. No, right, we see this, we see this dynamic that we're talking about in real life as well. Um, and, and I don't know, you know, we could make the argument about whether this is art imitating life,
2: mm-hmm.
0: or if, or if life imitates art. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm thinking it's more it's more art imitating life, but I didn't my, none of my research indicated one way or the other, honestly. Um, but I'm thinking uh, when we get into real people, one of the first names that uh, that came up in in what I looked at that I think is is absolutely worth me- worth mentioning is uh, Tenzig Norgay. He's the Sherpa that got Edmund Hillary to the summit of Everest.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, most people have heard of Edmund Hillary, but very few I'm sure have heard of Tenzik Norgay before 10 seconds ago.
1: Outside of Nepal, that is.
0: Right, right, in Nepal, the guy's a celebrity. The guy, he is, is, I mean, Hillary didn't get to the summit by himself. He was, Norgay was there with him. So Mm -hmm. it's not like he went up and came down and Norgay was just waiting for him. No, 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 they went up together. They were on the summit together. They came down together. Uh, it wasn't a solo accomplishment in any sense mm-hmm. for Hillary, but the worldwide acclaim all went to him.
1: Well, right? I'm going to say that Norgay got Hillary to the top. I mean, he yeah. had the expertise, he had the strong back, he you know he knew the area,
0: and 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 I'm sure as a Sherpa, he did the majority, the yeoman's work to right? get. Hillary and his, whatever whatever team he had with him and whatever gear he brought with him got that all up the mountain uh, and up safely, but also back down safely. Back down safely. Like you, like getting up there is great, but you got to make it back down too.
2: Exactly.
0: Um, it it shows that, like you said, that having that skill set that the the protagonist doesn't have that helps the protagonist succeed in his task
1: i'm of course thinking um of steve wozniak uh mm. who people are like huh? and i'm like you know steve jobs right you know yeah. like, he just didn't make the black turtleneck famous <laughs> you know he's the guy behind apple most people right. know him though but you know i don't know that that many people know about steve wozniak and he's you know he's the engineer that right. designs the first two computers Help design the Macintosh, which revolutionizes home computing. Yeah. So he's like the brains of the operation, but Jobs is out front. He's the marketer and he gets the right. acclaim, right? That's who we right. associate when we look at our watches or our phones.
0: Right. Without him, they're just ideas. They're sci-fi. They're not, they're not real things. Sure. Um, and yet, like you said, we all think of Steve Jobs standing on that stage, introducing the next iPod or iPad or whatever, you know, whichever, whichever, uh, speech you happen to tune into,
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, and nobody knows, or very few people know who Waz is it's, it's pretty astounding actually.
1: I love how you just shorten it to uh, Waz. sounds like, yeah. you're like I am so close. We're, we're, we're tight. Yeah. We're on a three letter name last yeah. base. Uh, That's three, right. Three letter.
0: I've, I've achieved an equal level of not famous. So I feel like we're, we're uh, simpatico in that way.
1: You realize that if you call him Waz and he shortens your last name, you're Bile to him. But I digress.
0: <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. That would be totally worth it.
1: When he comes to your dinner party, I want to see this yeah. happen.
0: Hey, Bile.
1: <laughs> awesome.
0: I'd be like, fair. That's fair. <laughs> what I find interesting is that in, in the situation of, of Wozniak and Jobs, we see uh they they started as friends right they they were they were coworkers and um, had met and be and formed a friendship and then started working out of some one of their garages to to start their company um, but they had that friendship as the foundation of their their relationship um, and and I think that's so important to highlight because mutual respect goes is so important to establishing a good sidekick protagonist relationship. Mm -hmm. And I think a a lot of it goes into the fact that we want to support people who inspire us
2: Mm -hmm.
0: and, and you need that, you need that respect. You need that understanding of what motivates them. You need the, you know, to, to dig beneath the surface to really get inspired by somebody, I think. And that's, that's where, that's why I think we see so often these uh, these pairings come out of a strong friendship and then one person just kind of takes the lead while the other one is supporting them.
1: I think it also speaks to why you have this um, really exacerbated synergy as well, right? Mm. So synergy mm. being like your energy is beyond just the summation of your energy plus my energy. The synergy right. is like, it defies mathematics. And um, I think that's really what you have when you see a very strong sort of sidekick hero relationship you know using hero like in quotes because it could be right, whoever right. whoever is the sidekick to the sidekick whoever right. the guy is yeah the way that they play off each other drives really both to new heights that neither would experience independently or or even with a different partner
2: right
0: yeah that's so true and i and and i'm thinking of Bernie Taupin, when you say that, like I'm thinking of, of his partnership with, with Elton John, you know, for 20 years, they have worked together with Taupin writing the lyrics and, and Elton John being the the performer, him singing the songs is great, but without the lyrics to make the songs have an emotional resonance with the audience, I don't know that he's as popular as he is.
2: Mm-hmm. And,
0: and on the flip side, Taupin writes beautiful lyrics but if without Elton John singing them the way he sings them, are his songs as popular? But together, like you said, that synergy,
2: mm-hmm.
0: both of them have achieved Hall of Fame status. Uh, and I don't know that that would have been possible had they been working with other
2: people.
1: So we've been talking a lot about uh, sidekicks who are external to our our, our family, per se, Um, but I I thought maybe it would be interesting to get into some talk about, um, do, do family members make good sidekicks? Because I kind of have, I kind of have a strong opinion on this (laughs) and my, (laughs) and my opinion on this is that, um, I think, I think family members are, are great supporters. I think they're there for you. They're there to make you feel better, you know? rub your back, make you a cup of tea and what have you. But mm. I think that the sidekick is so crucial. What they bring to it is this very raw and honest assessment um, that I don't always know um, that those folks who are closest to you because they, they have to be, they're related to you, um, mm. are. So I, I didn't know if you had any takes on that. I know I, I'm banking us a hard right, but I wanted to make sure we didn't lose sight of it.
0: No, yeah, I think that's interesting. I think it's a great point. I I find it fascinating that, that you brought family into it at this point, because I I came across a study, uh, that, that I think kind of ties these two things together and it's from Carnegie Mellon university, a a psychologist, Brooke Feeney,
2: Mm
0: -hmm. she did a study of 163 married couples and what she found out was that people who had supportive spouses. Okay, were more likely to experience success in their professional life.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, they felt more empowered to take on potentially rewarding challenges, and which, of course, when you when you take on those challenges, you're more likely to to succeed than if you don't take them on. So, ultimately, that uh, the the people who accepted those challenges experienced more personal growth, more happiness, and more psychological well being. Just a few months later.
1: Which, I mean, is very possible. I mean, as soon as you said about um, married folks and being very specific, uh, mm-hmm. familial, you know, sort of duo, I mm-hmm. thought of Pierre Curry, you know, Marie's husband. You oh, know, yeah. Amazingly progressive for the time, encouraging mm-hmm. Marie to get her education, giving her opportunities through his position as a professor that weren't available to women at the time. She goes on, of course to win two Nobel prizes in two different categories, you know, it's the help of him. But in your study, even in the case of Pierre, are we really talking about sidekicks or are we talking about this sort of other category of people who are also instrumental to our success, just maybe in two different ways?
0: Right, no, I I agree that that I don't think that these relationships, I don't think that a, a married couple um true fit the definition of sidekick as we're addressing it right now mm-hmm. um and feeney the the psychologist probably said it best when she was talking about her study she said significant others can help you thrive through embracing life opportunities or they can hinder your ability to thrive by making it less likely that you'll pursue opportunities for growth
1: wait did she really say significant others yes that's so cute and she probably hasn't even listened to our podcast i know
0: i know yeah. she was she was she was plugging us and didn't have no idea. <laughs> so, um, but but the point that I that I that I think that makes is while they're not the sidekick relationship as we've defined it so far,
2: mm-hmm.
0: they're such an important relationship in all of our lives. And having a good partner is such a big decision for for the success that we want to experience in life.
1: Sure, absolutely. But, you know, the overlap in the Venn diagram here between like spouses and just, and just the sidekick as we're defining them is that, is that that other person uh, that you're paired with, um, you know, has to feel like they're part of the team. They have to know right. that their efforts are contributing to the system's success, as I always like to say.
0: Yeah, it's it's so important because otherwise, why would you work for someone else to get the glory, right? You've got to feel like the success is a team success, that this is is a group effort and everyone's sharing in it equally. And that honestly uh, makes me think if I can do a callback to episode 114 from last season where uh, the crabs in the pot episode where we talked about the zero sum mentality and getting out of that and how important it was for us to realize that when someone else succeeds, it doesn't mean that we can't.
1: Right exactly, and I think,
0: and I think that that's that's uh, super critical, like I don't think you can be a sidekick and have that zero sum mentality
1: not, yeah, correct. I don't think you'd qualify as a sidekick exactly. We keep harping on the same point. The sidekick is technically mm. more important <laughs> than, right than the front man, right. and also even if you don't believe that, even if you're like,, eh, the guy working the lights is not beyonce. The bottom line is <laughs> together, right. They have this like increased synergy. They're both sort of like upping their game by being together.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Right.
1: But you know, I was just thinking about the thinking about, you have to know that you're part of the system. And I was thinking about in sports, like you talk about hockey, y- you get credit for an assist.
0: Sure. Yeah.
1: Right? And you yeah. have like shots on goals, goals, you have assists, like that goes into your, your rating and ranking as a, as a player.
0: Right. Right. And you- the same in basketball, right? So basketball, you get an assist if you're the guy that makes the pass for somebody to score.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: In hockey, they give credit to the guy who makes the pass to the guy who can make the pass to the guy who gets the score. Right. It's really, they really share the credit like two people deep.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Right. Definitely making sure that you realize you really are part of a team. And Yeah. That, yeah.
0: It's just very unique in sport to recognize that far back as being a contributor to the goal that ended up happening. Sure, but important, right? So important.
1: So important. Yeah. I mean,
0: that's the that's the setup man. That's to mm-hmm. go back to your vaudeville example. That's the that's the guy delivering the line so that you can get the laughs. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah. And good, I think good loop in that back. Well done.
0: <laughs> good yeah. Nice little I'm, bow
1: on that. I'm, Damn.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm doing a lot of callbacks right now. Yeah. You know? I want to make one more transition, one more uh, turn here. And we've talked, you know, we've talked entertainment, we've talked literature, we've talked, um, you know, mountain climbing and sports. I want to talk about business for a second. Okay. Because I think that I can make a case to, to really emphasize how important a sidekick mentality is to success. And I want to do it using good to great uh, Jim Collins books. And I wondered mm-hmm. if you would do me the favor for the people that haven't read the book yet of explaining his, uh, definition of a level five leader.
1: Um, okay. Thanks for putting me on the spot. Yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, this is because Pete and I were talking the other day. I'm like a level five leader is this.
0: Right. You gave me a whole, a whole pie grant, a whole chart on it. So yeah, right. please.
1: Which we will not have Pete try to describe no. audibly. <laughs> no. Could jerk no. in your brains. Yeah. yeah. So, a level five leader, the top tier, um, mm-hmm. basically, when things are going well, he does not look in the mirror at himself. He looks out the window at his people. He gives his people credit. Mm-hmm. Conversely, the level one leader, right? The lowest on this tier, when things are not going well, he is the joker who looks out the window and blames his folks for things that go wrong. yes he he is not looking in the mirror when he should be and being like how how could i remedy the situation um but but the bottom line is that when you have those good to great leaders you have those level five folks the point that collins makes and the point that's applicable here is that Mm -hmm. you know they never wanted to become larger than life heroes like they by being like very humble and putting the organization above their own, putting the needs of their people above the mode, that sort of servant leadership, you know, they turn out to be ordinary people who produce these extraordinary results. And, and they didn't mean to, they didn't mean to.
0: Right, right. They, they didn't set out to be uh, superstars in their sphere at all. They just, yeah. they want to do the best job that they can.
1: For and the system. Yes. For right. the company. Yeah. Right.
0: and And that's the that's the argument that I want to make here is that a level 5 leader is actually behaving as a sidekick but his hero is the company it's the organization.
1: Oh, I see. Oh, I didn't see so, me I mean, going this way. That's I don't know round. right.
0: I don't I don't want to talk like corporations or people or anything but they're doing all these things. They're showing this uh you know making good decisions, making you know, finding efficiencies in, in in important places and doing the harder right over the easier wrong in service of the organization.
2: Sure.
0: And, and I think that that's the mentality of the great leaders that Collins highlights is it's not about them. It's about service to other. Mm-hmm. And And that's where I think that's what I want to kind of tie back into our 1600s definition of sidekick is they really are that immense power kind of being held in reserve or or, or, or hidden mm-hmm. because they're not looking to be in the spotlight. They want their people, their organization, their friend, whatever the case may be, to be as successful as possible.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So I think in all these instances that we've given, be, be it sports, be it vaudeville, be it climbing mountains, um, you know, for some reason, sidekicks have been unfairly reduced to a minor role but we are realizing that the sidekick is there to provide the thing that the protagonist lacks right, right?
2: absolutely yeah.
1: yeah yeah so yeah so there you go so important i told you i was going to make this point and i'm making this <laughs> point <laughs> all our examples are are pointing in this direction for sure
0: right right and i and i don't think i don't think we're saying anything that isn't that most people wouldn't agree with i just I like that we're kind of tying this servant leadership idea, this, this support idea and highlighting that it's, it's sidekicks that make, that make these things work.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It's it, it, we need to get away from putting the spotlight on, on whoever's out in front. And we just need to make sure that we're recognizing all the people that make it possible.
1: And to that end, I'm making my own commitment after doing the research and listening mm-hmm. to what you had to bring to the <laughs> plate tonight. And I'm thinking from here on out, whenever I hear about someone who did something very well, I'm going to look for the guy behind the guy. That's who's going to pique my interest in, this year.
0: That that would be f- that would be amazing. I'm sure that uh, that they would be amazed that someone was looking for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, after, you know, at the conclusion of a project or, 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 or an event or whatever, uh, I'm sure it would make their day to get recognized in that way. A- in a lot of ways, I, I know for me personally, I prefer to be the guy behind the guy. I don't necessarily want to be out in front as the face of anything. I've been in charge of things, right? We both have. Um, and, and that comes with a level of responsibility and stress that, uh, isn't always enjoyable. Sure. And as the sidekick, if you are, if you're the guy behind the guy, if you're the one making it happen, you can experience all the benefits of feeling that team success without the experience of all of the, 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 the stress it's, it's actually beneficial for us in a lot of ways to, to seek out that sidekick role. Mm-hmm.
1: And, and who doesn't want to be the ace in someone's hole, as I always say. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Who doesn't? That is a great question. Who doesn't? Yeah.
1: People That's- around the world are raising their hand right now. Like, what did he just <laughs> say? In Somalia, this is being translated. Yeah, uh, oh my goodness, And then they're like, yeah. wait, no, I don't know. What am I signing up <laughs> for? <laughs> He's Americans.
0: Oh yeah. my goodness, yes. Uh, I think that that, honestly, I don't, th- I don't know that there's anywhere we can go from there. I don't I think, think there's any coming
1: that, back from that. No,
0: <laughs> <laughs> no yeah, I think, I think that that wraps up this conversation that we, uh, that we have about sidekicks. Uh, you, wanna, you wanna go ahead and send us out?
2: Sure, sure,
1: sure. Um, so Pete and I would love to continue this discussion with you all on social media. Tell us what experience you have with being a sidekick uh, or with having a sidekick.
0: That's right. Tell us how having a sidekick has affected your success. Have you ever had to go it alone? And did you notice a difference in how hard you had to work to be successful? Reach out and share with us.
2: You
1: can find us on Twitter and Instagram at ThinkSigPod and on Facebook and LinkedIn, of course, by searching for ThinkSignificantly.
0: If you enjoyed our conversation, please invite your curious friends.
1: Or your sidekicks.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. We'll we'll take them all. Invite them to listen. Uh, Melissa and I will return in March. With a new theme to explore
1: that's right uh in in february uh we will be ginning up march's uh agenda if you will um uh we're going to be starting the first tuesday in march um by tackling the theme of question everything
0: i don't know what the equivalent of making someone's mouth water for their brain is but i hope that that (laughs) i hope that had that effect on everyone
1: I think you need to seek medical care if that's what's happening.
0: <laughs> I think that's probably good advice. I if think your so.
1: brain is watering. <laughs> but until then, Pete.
0: Yes. Yes. Until then, we encourage everyone to think significantly about the world around you.